Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Dr. Leviathan. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta. Tonight we have Shadows of Shallowbrook, Renewal of the Circle. So, for those of you just tuning in, Creepbusters are short internet stories that get copied and pasted across the internet on forum threads, Reddit No Sleep, wikis. Go Google it. Uh, and yeah, we're returning to, the, to Shallowbrook for a second story. Um, this one is also done by Cat Kid, um, and uh, I guess we'll just dive into this one, narration-wise. So the story is told through, or the story told through a rather personable and commenting omnipresent narrator, uh, begins with a teenager named Peter and his friend Brian. Uh, the two have a smoke by the river after a hard day's work, hoping to catch a good view of the local beauty, Marietta. Apparently, watching her getting wet from washing her clothes is a pastime in Shallowbrook. Um, however, she's not there, and instead they find, or Peter finds, a bloody cloth in the water. Uh, worried, Peter takes it home to his dad, uh, and then, because he'll know what to do, like he'll know what this is all about. Um, we then switch to the, uh, n- uh, to the events uh, that led up to the bloody cloth with Marietta, who we discover is the daughter of Lucille from the last story in Shallowbrook, The Singing of Crows, who has been driven mad by some by, by the same dark force that Lucille escaped seemingly 20 years prior. Um, it persuades her to, uh, and in this madness, um, it persuades her to take her mother's face. Because uh, it was owed to her. Yeah. She should have gotten it in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And if she can't have it <laughs> inheritedly, she'll take it by force, damn it. Um, so she purchases, so, or she commissions and I guess purchases, uh, some very sharp shears from the local blacksmith. Um, That's all you need to take a face. <laughs> well, I mean, she's just a little, like, she's a farm girl. However, she has said, it is mentioned that she's, like, really smart, like, intelligent. Exactly. So, huh. All right, yeah. And it does, like, kind of, anyways. Um, it doesn't take a, 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 a genius to figure out that, yeah, I'm going to need something more than shears to yeah. take a face. Also, we could maybe just rattle up to her being insane. <laughs> but... <sighs> Everyone's defense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't do her well at the end of this, but anyways. Uh, so she, per- yeah, she gets them, um, and in the dead of night, she kills Lucille and carves her face off for a mask, much to her glee. Um, and again, it is mentioned like, oh well, shears. Uh, she- unfortunately, shears are not exactly the right tool for this, and she should have been a surgeon or had like some kind of surg- more surgical utensils or whatever to do it because it came out like all jagged and not quite what she what she wanted wasn't the clean like pull off that she was hoping for it's never like that when you take something's face <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know have you ever seen the movie Dagon they do that pretty well <laughs> oh. what about face off yeah uh, that's, face that, off that's the yeah. one I would have gone with <laughs> eh, Cthulhu <laughs> <laughs> um 
But, uh, yeah, so two days later, uh, upon showing the cloth uh, sheet to his father, Pete stands beside the village leader and priest of the Church of Aaron uh, in front of the rest of the village, inquiring as to who was murdered or behind it. Um, or at least that's what the priest is, like, calling out to, and which gets um, Peter a little suspicious because, like, well, I mean, that was my first instinct that it was probably somebody who'd been hurt or murdered, but, wow, just going straight to murder. <laughs> But we do find out also, like, that, uh, apparently, oh, from the narrator, that, uh, the priest, while also, while, like, the leader and, like, the the most, like, spiritually faithful is also going slightly insane. <laughs> Alright, um, it's here, though, that Marietta walks up through the crowd, still wearing her mother's face, uh, much to the disgust and terror of the villagers around her. Um, horrified, the priest has her hanged the next day. Um... As she hangs in loving narrative, uh, in loving narrative description of the situation around her, um, the narrator leaves off with the foreboding revelation that the dark force behind the ho this whole event has managed to creep a bit more into the world to harvest. The end. So, uh, yeah, let's go into my thoughts on this one. Um, there are some like simple spelling mistakes and tense issues that like if you really like went like I while I was reading I was like all right this could be like like this easily could have been fixed but a simple check. look over <laughs> yeah. would have yeah yeah like I read through it like I didn't do my notes or my thoughts uh, ahead of time I just like was reading the story and as I was reading I was like what oh, okay that's it's gotta be fixed and yeah like, like they just could have easily been fixed they resided there when Peter's great grandfather who were reputed to be the oldest man in town yeah. perhaps the entire region was nothing but an afterthought in the dim candlelight of a wedding bed yep obviously were should have been was, it was. yeah yeah and I mean like that that's like the second or third sentence. Yeah. <laughs> and wedding bed. <laughs> that, I don't know. Thoughts of wedding took me out. Okay. <laughs> well, I was wondering if it was actually type of bed and trying no, to search No, no, it's <laughs> because when you get married, you're, you know, you're, you know, supposed to not have had intercourse, and then you get married, and then you bump uglies. Yeah. You know, for the first time. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's why it's a wedding bed. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the narration of this one, uh, or like the narrator, the narration style of uh, the narrator, who isn't quite a character, but is a like more or less a fictional extension of the author telling us the story. Um, it's much like in the same vein of the writings of like Lemony Snicket novels. Um, where it gives this kind of, gives the story a kind of a whimsical fantasy feel, and then like contrasts it with the horror in the story, um, and makes it a little bit more unsettling because of that contrast. Uh, it's in the same vein as like a dark fairy tale or something like out of the Black Forest or like old Grimm's tales stuff. Um, I also enjoyed the world building by con uh, by connecting it to the last story. And having time pass in this town, like you kind of get a, it seems like this town is degrading further in as the world uh, outside, like just avoids the area, <laughs> and like you you see that in this story, like uh, when he just kind of like gives like descriptions of like oh like this this tavern's uh, like had a run of luck, bad luck since the last fifteen years we haven't had a much uh, travel through town because people avoid the place, <laughs> um, just stuff like that is in the story that I appreciate. Um, 
uh, I want to hear more about this mine that people disappear in, because this is the second time that's been brought up in the stories. Um, or the priest who is apparently going insane secretly-ish. <laughs> um, I feel... Hmm? There's multiple ways that people keep dying or yeah, they go missing, like yeah. the mines or but on they, the hunt yeah. or whatever. You almost think that there's nobody in this town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> Or it's like yeah, there's there's surprisingly like there's surprisingly like supposedly a, a lot of people in this town for not having many people like people just stopped coming through like altogether like ten years ago. <laughs> but uh, like we're just gonna get next door is just gonna be like they're all gonna be inbred hillbillies <laughs> if they're not already. Well, that's why it's shallow broke. Yeah, the, the gene broke is shallow. Uh, but <laughs> I like that one actually. I really appreciate that. Um, I feel that while I enjoyed the ending of this one, um, but mainly because, like, just how, like, kind of... I just liked the, the end, like, paragraph or two because of, like, how well it was narratively described. But I've got some qualms, too, about it. Um, this could have gone further or feels like it should have been with, like... Or we should have uh, had more with uh, Peter getting inklings of the wrongness of town mm-hmm. um, from start to finish. Like, yeah, we get, like... The, yeah, Peter, like... Is mentioned at the beginning, and that seem, he seems to be the plot, like the character, the main yeah, character. Yeah. And then we get him at the end, but then the rest of the story is really just about. Um, it, it seems like he was just really a red herring because the rest of the story is really just about Marietta's insanity yeah. and the death of and the and the um, come or not the comeuppance, but the uh, um, her the vengeful end to, of Lucille because she escaped the darkness and the darkness came back and after her and, and like finished the job kind of thing. Yeah, Peter could be cut from this story. Yeah, yeah. and you would lose nothing. nothing. Yeah. You like, just have a nameless farm. You could have just find like, the bloody exactly. Sheep. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like you could go that route, or you could make it longer and have like this be because this kind of feels like a good first arc or first act to a story, like the the insanity, the this this event, and then like sparks mm-hmm. his more inquisitive mind because they even mentioned the beginning. Yeah, that he asked questions and then he just stopped because people would be really silent and have this dread about them. Yeah, so. This could have sparked that back up, but no, it just kind of ends with the hanging of Marietta and like the the revelation that the a door the door uh, from to the unknown has been opened a little bit more. Because and because it starts with Peter, yeah. and you know t- does touch base with him again at the, for lack of a better term, the posse raising. Yeah, um, it would have been better for it to end with. Like his point of view about what happened, or yeah. like it reigniting or um, turning up the flame of his curiosity. Yeah, cause because he, like he, this is fucked up. Yeah. Like first off, someone was murdered in this town. Yeah, and that he doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah, and he doesn't think that that happens. Like because he's kind of slightly oblivious about like the actual bloody history of town. Yeah. Um, and even at the end, like he gets inklings of like he starts looking over at the priest. Is like, are you go? Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> like he kind of gets inklings of the insanity that the preacher apparently has for just for reasons. Like, well, I there, feel like it's hinting at a different story. story. Yeah, and I'd like to read that story, but there's only two stories from Shallowbrook so far. Yeah, I cat I, kid, I, get back, get on that. <laughs> Uh, I yeah I agree with you on that that yeah that mentioning that the priest is dipping into insanity there's no rhyme or reason for it yeah like other than setting up another story yeah. but at the same time like if you're gonna mention it in this one do something with it in this one yeah because it really mm-hmm. just I mean his reaction even to Marietta like popping up and like 
him just like take her away, like get her, get, uh, we'll hang her tomorrow or something. That's that's legitimate, like t- old town, small town, like thing, like feudal town or whatever. Like they would hang somebody like that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, actually, sorry, just to go back to uh, like the spelling thing. Um, I remember something uh, where the crows, all the bird, like the last two set paragraphs, uh, actually hung and stuff like that. Um, the birds all left for like brighter lands, and the wolves. I think it says the wolves like. Ah, fuck, I can't remember it. I gotta look at that. Can somebody look that Give up? Give me a second. Cool. Birds and woods had departed for brighter lands, and the wolf sat covering in the blackness of the night. Yeah, covering. That was what it was. It should have been covered. Yeah, or even cowering, because they were like in the darkness, cowering because of the darkness had shown up. Eh, they're wolves. I would have been happy with covered. All right, fair enough. Mm. Well, either or, because yes, yours states that there's something worse than a pack of wolves out there. Yeah. Whereas mine says that... They're biding their time. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to come with the darkness. Yeah. Because they're equally corrupted. Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes sense with the the woods around this town. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really all I have in my notes or my thoughts on this one. Like, I enjoyed the read, um, and I was actually kind of surprised that like I was I was trying to like as I was reading it, I was trying to guess what was going on, what happened next, and it never really quite sunk up like what happened next for me. Um, like just the reactions and like what the characters were going to do. Like I was not expecting this to be a murder, <laughs> like 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 the act of a murder and like ripping off somebody's face and then. Yeah, I just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but it was a good story, at least for my enjoyment of it. So, uh, Mikey, East Ends for Evil. Um, <clears throat> well, my first notes here is that the, some of the wording just goes around beating the bush and yeah. fillering. No, that's true. Yeah, I remember, I remember reading like, because of those. Yep. Even the beginning, uh, uh, Peter was not a man of the world, actually barely a man at all. This was a fact that he tried to deny by telling himself otherwise, yet in his heart he knew the truth, that he was actually a female. No. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, it hadn't I, been yeah, established like, yeah. that, <laughs> like, what Peter was. Also, there's one, I think, uh, <laughs> later where it's about the darkness. It's like, I can't even describe it. Don't tell me to. Don't ask me to. Yeah. But here's what happened. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like, it's that kind of, like, wishy-washy, like, descriptor that just is really just filler mm-hmm. in a story. Yeah, it's a lot of flowery words that don't actually say much. Yeah, and really should be focused. Like, because there are, like, flowery words that are well used in the story, but then these ones are just kind of, yeah, you can just kind of see them as filler because the guy's trying to make it a little bit longer. Trying to make it a little bit longer, trying to seem like a better writer than he is, or, you know, just trying to... Trying to have the story be something that it's not. Mm -hmm. Whether it be longer or more intelligent. Like, the the lines are well written, but they don't need to be there, so it's not better writing, if that makes yeah, like, sense. Yeah, like, it's, they're just unnecessary. Like, yeah, to be there. he's like, trying too hard to yeah. make it a masterpiece. Yeah, it's when really you should follow the, the rule of thumb, which is keep it simple. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the, the, the pretty wording, mm-hmm. but, yeah, if it doesn't add to the story... Leave it cut out. it from the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've touched on the words that are <clears throat> blatantly wrong, like where should be was, and uh, I have a missing S, and for should be from, and yeah. different locations. Just 
it's easily fixable. Like it just you just need to reread the story. <laughs> really, is yeah. what it is. Or have someone else read it, read it yeah. and then be like, "Well, this doesn't make any sense." And then, yeah, there we go. Do and then here's a quote I have here. Peter replied with the tone of a man whose thoughts are in the far away and long gone. And I was like, so... That could have been made a lot clearer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's thinking about Star Wars. <laughs> that's, um. You know what, that's exactly... You, you, you say that, and like, I, there was, I remember thinking about, like, oh, so the galaxy far, far away? <laughs> I remember thinking, what the fuck is he thinking about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either tell us, or don't bring yeah. it up. Or, or, or describe it a little bit simpler, because like, I mean, when I, when I hear that, I also think, um, so he was just thinking off in the middle, like, he was just thinking, he was deep in thought. And that, that's, it. that's all you have to say. Yeah. He's broken from deep thought. <laughs> He's trying to use pretty wording yep. to make it seem like it's, like, to make it better. Yeah, but it's When, not... in reality, all it does is... Confuse or... Yeah, at best, the it confuses the reader. Yeah. And... At worst, it annoys them. Yeah. And makes the, and, cuts, <clears throat> and pulls them out of the story. Exactly. Um, so, to just go with more... More common, more simple wording yeah. um, is sometimes it's just your best course of action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other note here I have is the uh, that it took two days for anyone to notice that the person had <laughs> been... Lucille had been killed, yeah, because nobody had seen her since for two days. And it's a small town well, where yeah. everybody and talks. And you've got to assume that Marietta... And Lucille are both like caught out and about town. Yeah, and like they're apparently you know like, the most beautiful women of their age group. Yeah, so people are gonna notice and people are gonna wonder and you, yeah, it's, like I, I yeah like the two days really should have been cut to like the day like she should have been like killed or whatever like hours at before hours after. Um, uh, Peter found the the bloody thing, or like that day, the day before, right, the night before. And also, like, just, the here's yeah. a silly question, um, just to you know, question the plot. How the fuck does the sheet, the bloody sheet, end up in the brook? Yeah, no, I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How does it end up in the brook up river? Yeah, there's some like tasteful cuts, like where like we just don't like they like, just kind of like go from like one scene to another. Why does she just throw but, it away? Yeah. Exactly. And, I mean, given her mental state, I would have expected her to just leave her mother and the bloody sheet in the, room. In the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, because... she seems to, like, and we're, like, what did she, like, yeah, Le- like, what did she do with Lucille's body? Because it was apparently the bed sheets underneath Lucille. Exactly. So, yeah, like, it, it adds, like, again, like I said, there was, there are scenes, and there I did pick it up while, we were, while I was reading it, there are scenes that are kind of just, like, we cut to another a new scene when there sh- where some action happened between, but we don't really hear it from that because it's not really necessary, or it's just like don't really need to like know like how they did something or how they like got the whole group like all the villagers together or whatever, uh, or how they hang her hung her th- that morning. She just she's on suddenly we cut to a scene where she's hanging, um, like a little bit more tasteful. Well, also kind of with the flower description in the hanging part. But um, this part, yeah, I feel like we should have gotten a scene where, we, how did she cover that up? Like, <laughs> exactly. There is, I or mean, like, she should have like, oh, like it's like I would have gotten away with the two if I hadn't done this or something like that. Yeah. Or just, um, just in general, like point, yeah. it, it's 
why the fuck did she do anything with it? Yeah. Um, exactly. Who, like, know? what if that blacksmith guy who apparently had a crush on the seal had come over, come to knocking and found the scene? Like, that would have been a good discovery of the madness. Yes, and it also would have... Removed Peter. <laughs> well, it would have yes. removed Peter, and it would have utilized a character that was set up. Yeah, because... And, like, as, like, and a backstory that yeah, was set up. Exactly, yeah. For, an, like, it would have made the... It would have tied it all together into a small, into a shorter story, but a more complete short story. A nice, neat yeah. little package. Yep. And that would have been just, just delightful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the only other note I have here, which we've all touched on, is that Peter was not really integral to the story. Yeah, except to, like... Other than... The, because the cloth, like, yeah, exactly. Or like it seemed like the story wanted to be a little bit longer, or wanted to have a, little, a few more acts, but then it just kind of ends at this act. So maybe it's just too much detail of of a character that really should have just been an NPC, that like nameless or a nameless. Uh, well, and I feel like it. Peter's gonna come up later in the Shallow Brook stories, yeah. and he's going to be maybe a major player, or just another maybe victim. the. Um, Quite possibly the protagonist versus the darkness. Yeah, <clears throat> but in this he's story, not doing anything in this. He's yeah, not he's necessary. Just, You're he's, setting him yeah. up for a story that we don't have. Yeah, or for a story that isn't here. Yeah, and I it, it builds this sense that there's a lot more to Shallow Brook in the author's head, but if it's not here for us on the screen, then we don't need it. Yeah, and I want to I want to know what's going on in Shallowbrook. Like, this is a cool, like, so far, like, the last two stories we've read of Shallowbrook, I've enjoyed the read, and I've wanted to know more. <laughs> like, I want, to, I want to know more about this creepy town <laughs> and what this darkness is. I remember it had a name because it was met, it was a dark name or like a like a forbidden name that was etched in like a tree or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, like there's there's uh, like otherwise like otherwise the story should have been just like a shorter, more confined story of the. And you would have still had the desire to, to keep know more, yeah. to read other Shallow Brook stories if these setups for events that aren't in this story weren't in this story. Yeah. Like, and I'm actually, all for an insane preacher story, yeah, like, but don't bring it up in this one. Because I want to know about that. <laughs> you already have your insane person in this one. You're, yeah. you're good. Your quota is met. Yeah, exactly. And he's not, like, yeah, he, like it says, like, he's starting to go insane. It's like, yeah, but, like, he reacts like a normal person otherwise to the, the fact that this crazy woman, girl has killed her, her mother and wore her skin. Yeah, he's yeah, a little irrational himself. Like, when he's, like, dude, like, at the same time, yeah, yeah he's... Also, That's a way I can see a person reacting to the situation in this story. Yeah. Also, to help the uh, the blacksmith thing even more, um, it is mentioned that uh, Lucille's husband um, vanished or died in the mines. Um, so maybe the reason why the blacksmith was coming by was to check up on the family because he's been doing that since the death of the, of the father. Or maybe he's trying to put the moves on her because he's that. the reason that he that exactly is like, weird. Yeah. Like maybe it's maybe the mines really just like. The blacksmith dude, <laughs> like the killer. Well, maybe it's a bunch of things. Yeah. Maybe he took advantage of the fact that yeah, people disappear oh, yeah, in that there. mine. You should go down so... that shaft there. Yeah. Well, no, he just like oh, people disappear in the mine. The man who's married to the woman I you know secretly love is works in the mine. If I go to the mine, I can kill him, 
and everyone will just assume it was the mine. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, like, there's more of a plot here, but, like, again, we get them, but, like, then it just kind of stops at the end where it should have either gone <clears throat> longer or stuff should be cut to be, and rearranged to be a tighter story. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, I either would have, like, don't get me wrong, I like, I like the Peter stuff, to an extent, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's completely superfluous. Yeah. But if it had been bookended at the end with, like, you know, like I said, the heat being turned up on his curiosity, that would have made it. Yeah, like, that would have made it all better. Just like up his like, what's going on in this town? Like, I, like, or like have him like, like, just like a good sized paragraph. Yeah. About you know his inner reaction to the events that took place like, and his realization that. This place is darker than he thought. <laughs> is not the happy place that, for some reason, I think it is. Yeah, like I mean, and actually, uh, one particular, like him, like reacting to the the hanging. Like, yeah, she was crazy, but like, wow, that was really fast, like turnaround time for for, her. like, crap. <laughs> yeah, because like he's like got this like naivety about the town, and then have that all shattered at the end. Like, would have been a nice opening for like a new the next story, which would be Peter investigating the town, neither coming out the hero or falling into tragedy. Or just having him continue to be... Or, yeah, just be, like, the observer. To be there in other stories, because, I mean, I do not feel like this is a simple three-story... No, no. no, it's It shouldn't be, anyway. It's building to a climax where the darkness opens the doors just, fully. And, yeah, and becomes it's, just yeah. an absolute terror. And I think having... You know, this Peter character either in the background or, you know, front line for the events that take place, but more or less as an observer learning would be a great way to set up your hero for that final conflict. Yeah. Whether or not he's actually victorious. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I like that. I, I do want to see more of Shallowbrook. Um, just because, like, the, the, the author seems to have, like, a very, like, he seems very it's a invest- definite vision. Yeah, a definite vision, an investment, and passion to this this world he's building. Like, and we see it. Like again, uh, like even and mentioned, that's like why when he has all of these allusions to other stories because he wants he, he has, has those stories, like or at least inklings of them yeah. in his head. Yeah, or and like he has drafts of them. So what makes this story good is also where a lot of the problems come from. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's really just like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I recall specifically in uh, one of my English classes in high school, I made the same mistakes. So, I mean, I would say it's pretty easy to make this mistake. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, in the future, correct it. Yeah. And from what I've heard, um, like, on the comments and stuff, because he actually responds to comments on the creepyhouse.com, CatKid actually does, like, ex- like want criticism of his stories so hopefully for if you're listening cat kid yeah like take this to heart and like build on that like you've got some good stuff going <laughs> yeah i'm a, i i actually enjoy the read here um yes i notice its flaws but yeah. i mean isn't that kind of why we're here exactly yeah <laughs> um yeah just that's why we start the show <laughs> exactly so anything else um no, I, I think I've honestly uh, touched on all of my 
issues and praises in this sto- with this story while interrupting you guys no, and yeah. adding to your comments. It's how the story. It's how our how our procedure usually goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The only thing else I I really had is kind of super, superfluous as well um, because it's just I I wanted to comment on like when the preacher is like to ask like it's like oh there's a devil like there's a there's a uh, like the devil walks among us or something like that like when he's like talking to the crowd and um like we he name drops another like religious figure or creature or something like that like the stone serpent that lurks in the shadows like we get another name for that i can't remember what it is unfortunately <laughs> um but it's like yeah it was just, it's it's kind of a superfluous thing cause it's more or less just more praising about the story because of the world building that's going on because it feels more like this like yeah there is a definite world here that's solidified at least in the author's head or that the author is fleshing out and i really appreciate that as a creative person myself yeah um, I was definitely de- also definitely getting. I'm definitely getting more of a like, not Diablo, but like that kind of like medieval dark fantasy vibe from this. The more we get, we delve into this uh, place, like, but also with that whimsical like thing, nature of like a fairy tale because of like how the stories are ri- how the stories are. Hmm? That's scathe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I like, actually um, this is actually um, a bit of praise that I left out. Um, the way it's narrated, I feel, actually lends itself to that this is not, like, in the past of our history. This is, like, a fantasy world. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it does that for me, but like, it, there's just, definitely... it, it does. It yeah. works to... The, narr- the narrative tone helps to get me in the mindset of this is a fantasy world. Yeah, but there are also some, like, really helpful analogs in the story, like, um, to kind of ground it in, like, so, like, it's not uh, it's not super, like, um, alien of or, like, out-of-context kind of fantasy world. There's enough well, in the story, like, for that's how you make yeah. That's how you make your reader identify with what's going on, yeah. is by having... <clears throat> like, having like, the Church of okay, Aaron. Okay, this like, is that's, different. Yeah. But... Look, it's just like this. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, it's very similar to this. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like the Church of Aaron is like a very like is, it, you can we can all like I can see that as like being like a small like chapel like church or something like that. Um, the 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 Dark Presence kind of has like a um, evil like lich or like devil kind of analog to it, and like even the, sur- the dark. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean. Christ, the uh, fucking what is it? The emptiness from uh, Never Ending Story. Yep. I think it was Never Ending Story too. Yep. But you know, bam. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just the point is like it. it the story is the world is uh, that is being built here is a really cool and like still familiar, but like also like creative world that he's building. I yeah. guess is what I've been trying to say. <laughs> um. But I guess I'll stop because that's I'm really running on fumes at this point <laughs> for things to say about it. Um, so I guess recommendations. Um, I want to see this like looked at and edited a little bit, but I would recommend reading the story as it is right now. Even um, just if just to enjoy the writing and like the, the or at least enjoy the uh, like the the narrative and the plot that's going on here. But I would like to also see the story looked at and maybe fixed up a little bit. Otherwise, yeah, I'd recommend it. Unfortunately, there is no readings of it on YouTube, um, so somebody get on that maybe because <laughs> it's it's. I think it's worth it, uh, Mikey. 
Uh, I'm not going to recommend it because when comparing it to the first one, the first one has a lot more visuals that are there just to mess with you, like the horse leaving the town, losing the, the way, getting lost in the forest, finding the bone tree, and all that weird stuff going on, and then this is just, oh, well, crazy people. Yeah. So, like, I like the whole, I have no idea what's going on, and then this one's like, oh, it's all explained. And, yeah, that's kind of weird that there's a darkness controlling people, but it would have, for me, made more, well, it would have been better if the daughter had gone out and seen the tree as opposed to having, having the of vision it. of it. Yeah. I could, I could see that, yeah. Um, but the darkness already has a hold of the bloodline. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the story, but... That's actually a really cool. I like that because well, again, like I like that. Like, yeah, Lucille escaped, but like I like how the darkness doesn't forgive and doesn't forget. Well, that's the thing. She never escaped. Yeah, she, she was, was just. You she know. bought some time. Or she actually, was not just really. Even too, because master plan. Yeah. Also, no. I guess she didn't really. Well, she bought some time, but like apparently, she like mentally, she was not doing well because yeah. she was constantly having nightmares. The nightmares of where how she left and that yeah. tree and. <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly the darkness has the bloodline. Yeah, I can understand. Like, anymore, it, it, this one definitely is a little bit more mundane than the mm. last one, but I still like the the little like excursion into Shallow Brook. So, but yeah, you're up to your opinion. So, <laughs> right. for me, um, <clears throat> I would recommend it. Um, however, I would also recommend heavily that Cat Kid put more effort or perhaps any effort into editing these things because like have somebody the, the look writing at the writing is solid but the mistakes that are here are so simply yeah they're just so easily caught so just like it's like you've you, you've got this writing style that's really working and then you're making s- simple grammatic errors and yeah. that's just it kind of sullies the it's such the art. A polar it's like, opposite. Like, yeah. okay, your writing style's good. It's it's several it levels be, above the mistakes you're leaving behind. Yeah, like it would be so much better. Like, because it it feels like like they wrote it and they're like, all right, like, and if this is like the case. Like, that's that's pretty really fucking good. But like, they write it and then they post it without like really or without giving it a hard look. Like. And like again, it's written really well, but then it gets sullied. That that being written really well, it kind of gets sullied by the fact that there's such simple like typos or issues in it. Yeah. That really could like if you just handed it to some like handed a printed version of it to somebody, or even just a document to somebody, and just had them read it like another set of eyes is yeah. all would fix it, would fix those problems. <laughs> yeah, that that's really all it takes, and it's just. It's a shame to see these mistakes in there, and I really want this solved the next time we go to Sh- store, uh, Shallow Brook. Yeah, just because it, it's if he if he solves these little mistakes, um, honestly, if those little mistakes weren't in this story, um, the story itself worked for me. I liked it. I I like crazy people. I like you know shadows in the darkness you know, meddling in affairs of mortals. Um, you know, for me, what wasn't in the first, or what was in the first one, but isn't in this, 
I preferred, whereas obviously Mr. E stands for evil, did not, and that's fine. Yeah. It's a difference of opinion. Neither one of us is wrong. But if it hadn't had those little mistakes, this would have been, like, my favorite creepypasta. But because of those, like, amateurish rookie mistakes yeah. that just a simple just one edit would have gotten rid of. And if it has been edited, then yes, it needs a second pair of eyes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, I do rec- in the end, I recommend it. But I also recommend that the editing, editing process improve. of Mr. <laughs> Cat Kid gets, or Miss Cat Kid, um, gets turned up a notch. Because yeah. this is seriously, this is some seriously good stuff. <laughs> and if you work on it, it's only going to get better. Also, the whole, like, I get it, you have other stories in Shallow Brook, leave them out of this one. Yeah. Work on that, and work on your editing process. And again, the editing process should take care of that. Should. Should, yeah. <laughs> because you're going to have someone look at and be like, okay, why is this here? Pretty much do the same thing that we did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three sets of eyes looking at the story. Yeah, we we found we 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 dug out as, as probably the majority of the um, the problems with the story, if not all. I'd like to think all of them, yeah. but I mean, anyone can miss something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just that that's that's the issues mm-hmm. I have with it. Um, but again, writing is a process; you improve over time. Yeah. All right. So, um, that was this week's episode. If you like what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below wherever this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, we're on Twitter, uh, so send us a message there. At, uh, with Mikey, it's E stands for Evil. Dr. Leviathan, it's Dr. Leviathan. And with Review Cultist, it's Review Cultist. So, um, also, you could uh, check out each title card for each episode at uh, crazonstudios.tumblr.com. Um, and you could leave us like a rating on iTunes. Also, you can uh, send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also send us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, Also, if you'd like, you could uh, support the show by donating. Go to Patreon and back the uh, tier of patronage uh, that fits you best. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm still Dr. Leviathan. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.